This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like an oven repairman who's running 10 minutes behind schedule. I'm Andrew, <laughs> the fix-it guy, and he is Larry waiting on a dollar. Olson, how's it going, Larry? Andrew Keller, guess what? Guess what I got? Oh. A honey bun, baby! <laughs> I got a honey bun, baby! She's sweeter than a honey bun. <laughs> we're seeking together this is so great this was not planned we're a honey bun cycle together yes can i just say buns. though that was a gift from uncle kirk he has been loving the honey bun updates and he gave me an actual honey bun oh well, i checked my mail three times yesterday and i have no honey buns <laughs> we are starting with the honey bun update of course because james Harden, the honey bun himself, is the lead story. I don't know if you got to watch the second to the last game on the MLK extravaganza. It was exciting. The Nets are now 2-0 and since Mr. Harden was traded from the Rockets to the Nets. He had 34 points last night as the Nets beat the Bucks. The honey bun. We said it couldn't be done. We said the Nets weren't going to be good with the big three. Guess what? They're good. I got a question. I, I love talking about James Harden every time. I don't want to stop it, but I don't know what your official position is on him. Do you want him to succeed or do you want to watch the train wreck of him crashing and burning? Do you really need me to give you an answer? Like, are you like, you know, I really want to know your official stance. I mean, you don't have to. But... I don't really want to out myself, but if you really want, I will. But I prefer to stay uh, nebulous. All right. Maybe we can talk after we stop recording. <laughs> but, uh I want him to crash and burn. I don't want him to succeed. Listen, the very first game when he was traded from the Rockets, Nets, he had a 30-point triple-double. Yeah. Him and Kevin Durant have combined for 138 points in their first two games. This is the second most combined points for teammates in their first two games together in NBA history, and yet they have not even added Kyrie Irving, the big three, to the mix. So because I love watching him fail, I, I like that at the end of the game, he missed the pull-up jumper to go ahead, and he had to dish it to Kevin Durant to go take the lead. They ended up winning. Um, I think it's going to be fun, fun watching and what, what uh, the economy does up there. Listen, him and Kevin Durant, they're both, like, so good. I watched this game last night because I kind of felt compelled a little bit. Those two are just unbelievable. Like, just if you just talk about them in basketball skills, they're really great. Kyrie Irving is going to be, I mean, he believes the world's flat. So it'll be interesting to add him into the mix. I, it's just, we're rooting for content. It is so great to have these guys together and do this. It's just going to be so much fun to watch. I think it is going to be fun to watch. I want to, I can't make him do this, but I think it'd be fun. He would, if he said, uh, I'm going to shave my beard if we win the championship. Who do you think had more um, beard mania at the time? Brian Wilson during the first Giants uh, Super, uh, Super Bowl, since the first Giants Super Bowl, or James Harden? Maybe because his has been for so long, it doesn't have the clout. You you were in San Francisco for the beard when mm -hmm. it was Brian Wilson, right? It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, the shirt, I gotta, people were just wearing shirts of a beard, and you knew it was Brian Wilson. I got to believe that was sort of a very local San Francisco thing. Whereas, like, James Harden's beard thing is kind of more of a national thing. Yeah. Well, since the show has changed to I Love James Harden, and we've walked away from <laughs> James Harden Honeybun, we've walked away from I Love Patrick Mahomes presented by <gasps> Reposted. 
your boy oh. got his bell oh. rung, as oh. they say. Oh. So we don't know if he's going to be able to play next week in the AFC Championship, but he he legitimately looked like he had a concussion. The NFL's not, or the Chiefs aren't saying if he had one or not, but did you see, did you watch the game? My heart skipped a beat, thank you, Andrew, because of our boy, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I watched the game, and I thought, did you see the play? Yeah. It was weird. It's funny how quarterbacks can have no impact and get hurt for the rest of their lives, but running backs can run into a brick wall and then have a dump truck land on their head, and they're going to get up. <laughs> And keep going, but quarterback, it was, I mean, I get his head slung forward. Basically, he got tackled cleanly, and his head just kind of, his the crown of his head hit the ground, and it jostled his brain, I suppose. Well, that's that's what I understand. Like like you're saying, like you see a running back's like smack helmets, and you go like, oh, someone got a concussion. He basically gets like flipped around. I, I feel like he got the concussion because his neck kind of ran the wrong way. Cause I don't feel like I also understand the concussions where the guy falls down and hits his head really hard on the ground. I don't right. even think that happened. It was more like he got like his neck kind of snapped ish. Yeah, it was crazy, but they don't know if he has it or not. And then everyone's trying to predict, is he going to play? There's no like official timelines on concussion protocol because everyone responds differently to concussions. And I guess it depends on how many you've had. I think Troy Aikman had 12. But like basically there's a five-step program that they go through is like, can he deal with stretching? Does he have his balance? Now he can do cardiovascular. So we'll see over the next week. But uh, that would be a big, a big blow for the for the Chiefs. I don't think I they can also, beat the Bills without him. I feel like we do need to give the uh, big Cajones award of the weekend to the Chiefs because they're down to their backup quarterback. They need to pick up a fourth down. They're thinking maybe they ponder, they run out the clock. They throw the ball with their backup quarterback to pick up the game-winning first down and essentially end the game. Our big cojones of the weekend award goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, big award. We don't have a drop for that yet. <laughs> We're going to get one. But let's just real quickly, uh, we'll probably get deep dive in this a little bit more. It'll be the Bills and Chiefs for the AFC Championship. The NFC, it'll be the uh, old man kind of-ish game part two. Tom Brady's Buccaneers versus the Green Bay Packers. Any just quick thoughts? of those games before we get there on third that later this week. I think Tampa Brady is going to, ah. cause he's a coach on the, ah, they both are, they're both coaches on the field. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to put my, uh, my weight behind Tampa Brady. Thank you. There was a very touching moment after the game, as we mentioned wanna, last week, it was going to be the, before we get onto that, I want to say, I meant to say Tom Brady and Tampa Brady came out of my mouth. <laughs> It's just, it's so I natural. Now. It. You can only go one way. You can't say it. I can't go back. <laughs> I literally can't say it. Um, there was a touching moment after the old man game, the uh, Buccaneers played the saints in new Orleans. After the game, there was this video. I actually sent you a link that was from people magazine, not from mm -hmm. some sports illustrated. Uh, Tom Brady is on the field with, um, uh, Drew Brees, his family, his wife, and his three boys. And at one particular point, Tom is playing football, with uh drew Brees' kids it was like this very touching moment yeah i saw that and the first thing i thought of was like i would probably drop that i would drop that i got nervous and uh <laughs> i got nervous for the kid but that was sweet i mean there's so much mutual respect they they both like tom brady uh, was interviewed saying is like well there's a few there's a few people that understand like what we're going through and like drew Brees has been in the league that long they just have mutual respect for each other 
yeah, no, super cool moment. Like, I mean, that's something that'll probably be with him for a long time, right? That picture of those guys playing football with Tom Brady. Um, super cool. Very cool. Drew Brees is a good guy. I think we're he's done, right? I don't think he's officially announced it, but he's done, right? There's a little bit of speculation, but more likely than not, he will be in the broadcast booth next year. Wow. Who dat? Who dat said that Saints don't have a quarterback? Who dat? Who dat? <sighs> Would you rather, as an owner, have Theo Epstein as your GM or Mike Trout on the field? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I go Theo Epstein. Okay. Would you rather have Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, which is a little bit more current? Um, I would rather probably have Bill Belichick. Right. So Deshaun Watson is very unhappy that the Texans hired general manager Nick Cassiero. I think that's how you say his name. And people who support Deshaun Watson are very upset that he's upset. And they're planning a protest in front of NRG. And Deshaun Watson, I guess, took the higher road and tweeted out being like, hey, guys, I appreciate that you support me. I'm humbled by it, but please don't go out in public. Like it's an unnecessary risk. I appreciate the support. So I think it's the question of who should the Texans be putting their chips behind? I mean, Deshaun Watson is an unparalleled talent, but that'll go away. And theoretically, I don't know. It's hard to say if you should side with management or talent. Should I, I'm going to do it. I wasn't thinking I was going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Bring it back to Honey Bun. James Martin. She's sweeter than a honey bun. I'm a caller, honey bun. I feel like we had a similar situation with James Harden. Clearly not happy with the Rockets. Went full disgruntled. Went to the script clubs. Didn't got sick. Didn't want to play. And he was, it hurt the team. So if Deshaun Watson goes disgruntled, he's going to break out a honey bun. Like, does it hurt? The, like, is there nothing they can do now but trade him? Um, I- uh, probably not. I mean, I guess he could James just... James Harden. Oh, that wasn't... <laughs> he could just say that he's unhappy with the team and he'll get traded. Go to strip clubs, pull out the honey buns. I don't know. I Listen, I this is a very touchy situation, right? You have to thread the needle. Like, can you... I, the, the rot, You could argue that the Texans are the worst franchise in the NFL. They were going... They had to get a new coach and a new no. GM and they did not even consult their franchise player about what was going on and so this i i have no faith in the texans to do the right to think that's what i'm saying i guess the right thing is subjective right like i i would submit that the lions are the worst franchise in the nfl but i i think that the texans kind of the ownership subscribes to the old guard of like this is my team i'm going to do with it what i want and i don't have to consult deshaun watson if I owned an NFL team, I would consult my franchise players and be like, this is what I'm thinking about doing and move forward. But like, I don't think they owe Deshaun Watson his stamp of approval on who his GM's going to be. So, I mean, I don't think they, they handled it for them to succeed, but I think it's their team to do with what they want. To be continued. Let's see what happens with the uh, Houston Texans and their star quarterback. All right. I need life help here. Because I feel like I'm out of the game. I'm an old, soggy, 47-year-old guy. I don't understand the world. So maybe you can help me this out. Um, I feel like, here's, let me just paint this scenario. I'm at a bar when we used to do that kind of thing. I'm there. Some really attractive woman comes and tries to pick up on me. Even if I forget about my three kids and my wife, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should uh, respond with this thing. In my head, I go like, there is no way I am not getting setting up 
and getting blackmailed. There's no way some hot blonde is picking me up at a bar and this is legitimate. How in the world are people not skeptical of what is going on? So the bottom line is this. New York Mets fired their general manager, Jed Porter, because when he was a member of the Cubs, he was sending inappropriate texts to a journalist. Are you an idiot these days if you're sending inappropriate texts, pictures, comments that are being recorded? Are you an absolute? Maybe I'm naive. Help me. Am I naive to think that you're just stupid I think, sending texts? I think the way you led this story in is a little bit misleading, as if they she met him and he started sending texts. They met as colleagues or, or whatever within the industry. They were friends and the texts were going back and forth. And then he started being like, hey, we should hang out. You're attractive. She stopped responding. He has 60 text messages that he sent to her unresponded. Then he sent a picture of his blood-filled uh, phallus. Help! And she's like, stop it. Finally, she said, stop it. So he shouldn't be doing that. He sh it wasn't like he was baited into it. But you did admit on this program that when you're drinking, you try to put your phone away. So I'm guessing that he was maybe inebriated when he sent these texts. And is like, it seems like a good idea. And maybe she'll respond to this one. He did a oh. terrible thing. Okay, so, so you're saying he was being, he was in an irrational state by sending me. He was an irrational grown 41 year old man thinking, you know what? I'm going to send some inappropriate things to a female colleague. And like, I don't know what he was thinking. He might not have been drunk at all, but stuff happens as pointed out by you that you don't have your phone with you if you're going to be getting lit. <laughs> right? No, I just, I, okay, I, I like your answer because it makes me realize like that I just, if you don't believe in this world that everything you have is a paper trail and can be oh. used against you, you are an idiot. If I ever have kids, that's going to be the number one lesson is never write anything down. Like if you want to be upset with someone, yeah. make sure sweep the room for mics and then just verbally tell them how terrible they are. Do not write it down. Do not tweet it. Okay, what I feel like I just heard from you was the general manager, Jared Porter, just got fired. He should be having phone sex because maybe those aren't, there's no paper trail. I mean, like, that's what you just said. Yeah, he he's done with that, I guess. But uh, anyway, he's I guess idiot. to summarize, I'm not on board with this. I think he's terrible. I'm just trying to answer, like, how it could possibly happen. Summarize. That's how it could happen. Oh. <laughs> well, if we have time, a 74-year-old husband wants to play catch. He wants to throw the ball around. This guy in Dallas is, is just feeling cooped up, and his wife put something on the next door app saying, hey, my 74-year-old husband would like to throw the ball. He used to play in high school. And there was a pretty big turnout. He got some people showing up and some unlikely characters that wouldn't have ever met, got to meet. I think that was a cool story. Can you tell me how to feel on this story? Because I'm a little torn here. I'm a little torn that a 75-year-old, whatever old man, Four. that there's nobody in, that he isn't a friend, a grandson, a neighbor, that he's got nobody to reach out with to throw the ball. So his wife has to go on social media and get him a fake friend. Help me out here. How am I supposed to feel? I think you should feel good about this. I'm guessing he's 74. He's got a lot of 74 and over friends who probably can't throw the ball very Come well. On. Come and on. That can't be right, bro. You're 74. You're not an invalid. My father-in-law 75. He could throw a ball. Come on, dude. <laughs>
Maybe they moved to Dallas. I, I feel I feel like it's a good story. I thought the coolest part of this is a lot of people showed up and there was this guy who was like 26 who didn't have a job and he met some other guy who was retired and they kind of became fast friends and they're going to hang out again and this guy sounds like he's going to help him find work. Throwing the baseball. Uh, well, actually, if we have time, why did you put this in the lineup if you hate it and the show is called Sports Best? No, because I... I wanted you to tell me how to feel like I really, I really want to resent this 74 year old man for not having a life where he has zero friends or neighbors, but maybe I should have more grace. That's what I feel like I, I did this on purpose. And I feel like you're telling me the right thing. Well, another possibility of what this guy did is he was 74, even though he's married, he spent a little bit too much time. This has been Sports Best on the Reposted Podcast Network. I'm Andrew for the Oven Man saying thanks for stopping by.